0: You're listening to the Make It British podcast. I'm Kate Hills, and I'm on a one-woman mission to save UK manufacturing. In 2008, I gave up my 20-year career as a fashion buyer because I was disillusioned with how much was being sourced overseas, and I set out to uncover some of the amazing businesses that are still making in the UK. Since founding Make It British, I've discovered that there is not only still tons of manufacturing taking place in Britain, but that it's a thriving industry. I invite you to join me each week when I'll be chatting to inspiring British-made brands and UK manufacturers and offering advice to product-based businesses that make in the UK. So with no further ado, let's get on with the show. welcome to episode number 258 of the Make It British podcast. So next week, which is the end of April, if you're listening to this podcast in the future, sees the start of Fashion Revolution Week, which marks the 10th anniversary of the Rana Plaza disaster, in which over 1,200 garment workers in Bangladesh lost their lives. One of the brands that was making in the Rana Plaza building at the time was Primark who've recently announced the launch of a new circular denim collection. How convenient that they launched it at the same time as Fashion Revolution Week. Now, there's been very mixed views around the lease of this collection. Is it greenwashing or are Primark genuinely trying to make amends? The collection by Primark is made from denim woven from cotton from their Sustainable Cotton programme, and according to the press release, has been designed to last and to be recycled at the end of its hopefully long life. Now whilst Primark are running a take-back scheme and free repair workshops to encourage their customers to keep clothing for longer, I'm a bit worried about where Primark are actually getting these jeans made, because they sell for £13. And where does this circular denim collection fit in with the rest of Primark's clothing offer? If this collection is designed to last, does that mean that the rest of it is still designed to fall apart? The Primark business model has always been based on selling a high volume of product at rock bottom prices. And I actually find their jumping on the bandwagon talking about jeans made to last is a bit of an insult to UK made brands who generally do make jeans that will last you a lifetime. If I was high at denim, Heb Co, Dawson denim, or any of the other quality jeans brands that are made in the UK, I'd actually be really insulted by Primark's press coverage blagging about design to last denim. So if you want to dive into the conversation about this circular denim collection from Primark on social media, I'll pop the link to the LinkedIn post from the chief exec of Primark and my Instagram post about this in the show notes of this podcast, which you can also find at makeitbritish.co.uk forward slash 258. And you can have your thoughts, read what everyone else has to say, And let me know what you think. Circularity seems to be the buzzword in fashion right now. It's replaced sustainability as the word that's being thrown about without any real substance behind what it actually means. Prior to that, everyone used to use the word ethical. And then back in the day when I had my recycled clothing brand, which was in 1991, the word we all used back then was green green clothing brand maybe green conjured up too many thoughts of hippies and that's why it's moved on and actually since circularity there's a lot of people also using regenerative but what does it really mean when brands use these words particularly big brands like primark are they genuinely doing the right thing or are they just jumping on the bandwagon i'll leave you to decide Now, in the second part of this episode today, I want to discuss a little bit about what makes a factory ethical. Because we get a lot of people contacting us at Make It British asking if we can put them in touch with a sustainable or an ethical factory to make their brand. And what I don't want to happen to you is to get accused of greenwashing just like Primark. You need to make sure if you are going to use words like ethical and sustainable, you've really done your research. So I remembered that I had an episode when I talked about how to find an ethical factory. The sound quality is slightly different because it was recorded on my old mic, so it may sound slightly different, but it won't affect the quality of the information that you're gonna receive. So here you go, here's how to find an ethical factory. Of how do you find an ethical factory? When someone asked me that question, the first thing you have to ask is how do you define ethical? Because it can mean different things to different people and it can often as well, I think these days, be used as a bit of a buzzword. But there are certainly certain criteria that factories should meet if they're considered ethical or sustainable and I will run through what those are. The first one being what are the working conditions for the people that are employed by that manufacturer? Now, thankfully, we got rid of child labour in the UK a very long time ago, so it's not an issue in the UK. But the other things that you want to question a manufacturer and want to find out about that manufacturer is, are they paying their staff the proper fair wage, or are they working there against their will? Now, it's not always easy to find out this sort of information, but one of the ways you can do so is to find out if the manufacturer has had certain audits, and I'll come on to that in a minute. But I generally think if you go around a factory and the staff there look happy, it's quite a good indication that things are all above board. And the good thing about making in the UK is that they're lo- the factories are local. You can pop in and visit. You can see who the people are that are working in that factory. The problem with making with a factory overseas is sometimes a little bit of a case of sight and out of mind. And I know that from the days when I used to source from factories overseas. It's all very well when the big buyers go in and visit these factories or the auditors go in, but as soon as they're gone, you don't know the conditions haven't changed or that the work isn't being outsourced into a different factory with, with that is employing children or something like that. So working conditions for employees is one of the most important things in terms of finding an ethical factory. Now, the second is how sustainable is that factory? What impact is it having on the environment? So for instance, what policy does that manufacturer have for minimising the waste? Ask the manufacturer, how are you minimising waste? What sort of energy are you using? Are you using green energy? I mean, there's a group of tanneries up in Scotland that work on entirely renewable energy and they are pretty much carbon neutral, which is fantastic. And more and more manufacturers in the UK are moving towards this sort of model and doing things about their impact on the environment. So find out what that manufacturer's recycling policy is. I went to a knitwear manufacturer recently and they had plastic cones that all of their yarn was arriving on. And normally all those plastic cones would have been thrown away, but actually they were saving them all, returning them to the yarn spinner and getting them all back again and recycling them as well. So find out what sort of practices the manufacturer has to make themselves more sustainable and to have less impact on the environment. The other thing that may be important to you when you're finding an ethical factory is what are they doing in terms of animal welfare. So you may not want to work with a factory who's working with leather, for instance, if you're producing a vegan line of clothing, or you certainly also want to avoid any factories working with real fur at any point or for any of their other customers. So these are the sort of questions that you might want to ask. The other issue is transparency. So is the factory or the manufacturer that you're using actually making your products in the factory that you think it is? Always find out where is the final production made? Are they making it on these premises? Are those the people making your products? or are they being sent out elsewhere? So if you're not very experienced at visiting factories and you're not so sure about asking some of these questions about working practices, one of the ways that you can be sure that a factory has been checked against certain criteria is if it has something called an audit. So an audit is done by a third party who goes into the factory and checks that they are meeting certain criteria. Now, as is the case with all of these things, when it comes to an audit, it doesn't check everything. It may not be up to date. And more importantly, not every factory in the UK that is ethical would have an audit for various different reasons. And I'll tell you what that is in a minute. But when it comes to audits, with garment factories or textile factories in the UK, there's probably three main ones that you'll hear most factories mention that they have. So the first one is called a Smetter Audit, and that is done by a body called FedEx. And the other one, which is more recent and is generally held by big garment factories who are working with a lot of the big online or high street retailers, is called a Fast Audit forward audit. And that was introduced a few years ago to particularly look at employment conditions in big garment factories in the UK. There aren't that many factories in the UK that currently have the fast forward audit. So if a factory doesn't have it, don't walk away from them. Because like I said, there are certain reasons why a factory might not have one of those two audits. Then there is something called the ISO 9001. There's also the ISO 14001. If you want to know more details about those, then you can Google them. They look at environmental factors in factories. They're the sort of thing that um, something like a yarn dye or a dye, dye house might have. So I would suggest if you want more details about all the audits and what each one stands for, Pop onto Google and have a look. So I said at the beginning that not all manufacturers or factories would have all these audits. And therefore, if they don't have one, are they ethical? So why would a factory not have an audit and still be ethical? Well, the main reason is these audits are obviously very expensive for a factory to carry out. And they usually are only carried out by factories who are working with a lot of the big retailers or big brand names who require them to have these audits. They've not been making for any of these big factories, you know, particularly if you go to some of the smaller, much smaller UK manufacturers. They've never, they've never really needed one of these audits. You can go to their factory, you can see the people that work in there. Quite often it's members of their family, obviously not the kids. <laughs> But it's a small working unit. They don't want to pay thousands to have one of these big audits done. So it doesn't mean that if a factory hasn't got them. But one thing that is worth looking out for, I think, at the moment is whether a factory is a social enterprise or whether they're paying the living wage. And more and more UK manufacturers that I see are getting this sort of recognition um, for their business or they're setting themselves up as a social enterprise Now, if it's important to you that your factory does have an audit, but you found the right manufacturer and they don't have it, one of the things you could do is work with them in partnership and help to contribute towards them getting that audit for you. If that sort of certification is important for your business, maybe you're supplying someone who needs you to work with a factory that has an audit, then work with that manufacturer to make sure you can get that audit in place. But many manufacturers are reluctant to spend all that money on their own with a business who's placing the first order, who may not come back to them again, because the cost of the audits can be in the thousands. So it's something you need to do to work in partnership with your manufacturer to help them get these audits and to help them become an ethical factory. The same goes for when you're trying to ensure that your manufacturer is sustainable and that they're not having a big impact on the environment. So how are they dealing with the waste that comes from making your product? Are they returning to you any wastage from the products that you're making? Are you yourself trying to avoid less waste of the materials when you're making your product? At the end of the day, if you're making in the UK, one way you are impacting the environment a lot less is that you're not shipping your materials and your finished products All around the world. So there's much less of an environmental footprint when you're making something locally than when you're making it thousands and thousands of miles away. So I hope that has helped you define what it is that makes an ethical manufacturer. It is a bit of a minefield and there are also a lot of people that are guilty of what is known as greenwash and pretending that they are slightly more ethical than they actually are. So it's up to you to do the research that you need to do with the manufacturers that you're working with and to ask the questions. I hope that has helped you define what those questions might be and to set you on the way to finding and working with an ethical manufacturer.